1: Nu kör vi avsnitt nummer 27 av Champagnepodden och idag så kommer jag att intervjua Laurenti Hacourt som är vd på Polocher. Jag har gjort en intervju med honom tidigare nere på Avenue de Champagne och i Sir Winston Churchill rummet. Intervjun som ni kommer få lyssna på nu då sitter vi nere i vinkällaren faktiskt på Grand Hotel. Innan vi sätter igång så vill jag tacka min sponsor NextStory.se som är då ljudböcker och böcker på nätet. Där kan ni då ladda ner ljudböcker och även böcker som ni kan läsa. Just nu så kör vi en kampanj. Om ni går in på Nextory.se snedsteg kampanj och anger då koden Champagnepodden så får ni 30 dagars fri lyssning eller då fri läsning av böckerna. Gå in där och stötta podden. Så tycker jag att vi kör igång avsnitt nummer 27 med Laurent de Hautecort. So it's time for another episode of uh, the Champagne Podcast and uh, I'm really happy to be down in the, the wine cellar of, of Grand Hotel and meeting uh, with Laurent de Hautecort, uh, the vice president of Pol Roger. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to
2: Sweden. Well, In fact, not not vice uh, president. Oh, sorry. If, if, I'm sorry. If, if, if I if I said the vice president, yes, you said oh, maybe, maybe, no, the maybe sorry. I have to call Épernay. Maybe I am uh, <laughs> I am uh, vice president now. Yeah, maybe I'm
1: um, I'm a bit uh, nervous here <coughs> because we uh, I haven't had any
2: champagne yet. Yes, and it's already uh, ten thirty in the morning. So <laughs> yeah, it's but, almost a little bit late. We have to correct that. Yeah, uh, how are you? Very good. Uh, glad to be back in, uh, in Stockholm uh, in this uh, beautiful uh, Grand Hotel, uh, which has been a fantastic uh, showcase place for, for uh, Paul Roger. Yes. Uh, for the last uh, 17 years, I think. Uh, Paul Roger uh, is, is uh, proud to be the house champagne of Grand Hotel. Mm. It's, it's, a very, uh, it's a great relationship. Mm-hmm a friendly relationship and uh, very pleased to, to be back here like uh, it's a bit uh, like a Paul Roger home in, uh, in Sweden
1: yes really everybody that thinks about Paul Roger must think about uh, Grand Hotel if they live in Stockholm <coughs> I think
2: it's a great uh, and, and uh, Grand Hotel has been uh, doing some uh, major uh, renovation in the last uh, the last few years Yes, and um, I mean it's great to see that, and uh, it's good to, to, to see that as well at the time of the year when uh, when uh, the Christmas tables are starting in in Sweden, <coughs> something which is very unique for uh, unique to, to, to the north of uh, Europe, to Scandinavia. When uh, I mean, we 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 start to do a Christmas table at Paul Roger now because we we feel a bit Swedish as well. Oh, you do at uh, Avenue we, de Champagne. With uh, with uh, the staff uh, at the office. Uh, okay. We, we we try now to do something uh, before Christmas.
1: Uh, so, what's your favorite on uh, the Christmas table?
2: I mean, we do not have the same raw material as. No. <laughs> but you have, have? you been to a Swedish? Uh, Christmas yes, table, I have. Yes? I have been experimenting. Uh, Christmas table and uh, I mean it's uh, it's quite unique I love it because it's it's uh, it's something I do not really know mm. and um,
1: of course you have to drink champagne when you have the Christmas table and uh, what would be the best dish to pair with uh, with champagne I think
2: you know the uh, I think if you have some earrings yes. uh, it's it's good uh, maybe with a pure. Yeah. Or uh, some oysters, some uh, few oysters. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we have oysters at the Christmas table? Uh, yeah, uh, we can have. We can. Earrings. Yeah. yeah. And the salmon. Uh, salmon. I mean, gravlax. I. Sh- the, the great thing with. Uh, yeah, hey, gravlax is very good. Yes, with de Blanc. Blanc, that yeah. could be a good match. Yeah. If the if the gravlax is, uh, uh, I mean, uh, that could be a fantastic match with. Uh, matured uh, Blanc de Blanc. Yeah,
1: I think so too. And
2: uh, now you've been in Sweden for three days. Not three days. I mean, uh, less than two days. Two days. Okay. It's always, uh, but the the great thing with uh, Stockholm is that uh, coming for uh, for uh, two days or maybe three days, but uh, two three days is uh, is good because we can in uh, in the same uh, day. Uh, see most of uh, our friends. Yes. Although we have uh, friends all around Sweden, uh, we can organize a dinner in Stockholm and have uh, our friends from all around Sweden coming to join us for uh, for a toasting. Yeah.
1: Because they want to drink some some nice champagne, of course.
2: Yes, and meet and, uh, and meet some friends. I think it's all about sharing uh, sharing uh, spirit and uh, values and. Uh, and with Paul Roger, uh, Paul Roger has been in Sweden for for many many years. Yes. And uh, I mean, I have been traveling in Sweden for a long time. But before me, uh, Christian Paul Roger has been uh, has been a fantastic ambassador for Champagne and Paul Roger. And well, Sweden is a, a very big market for Paul Roger. It's uh, it's amazing. I mean, uh, it's it's a, it's a very big market. Probably almost compared to the size of the country much bigger than what uh, what uh, we, we could expect yes but uh, the, the Swedish palette is is uh, is loving the theology style and, and uh, we have uh, in, in a tough environment because uh, it's a uh, monopole uh, environment. I mean, the System Bologet, uh, you are in or you are not. Yes. And uh, we have the chance to, to have a very uh, uh, nice selection of um, of our wines uh, on the shelf of System Bolaget. Yes. We have uh, a lot of visitors coming from Sweden who, who are uh, always uh, impressed to see how Paul Roger is uh, still a quite small family business in the heart of Champagne in Epernay. Uh, they, they believe that uh, when they, they have not been to Paul Roger that uh, we would be a very big house. Yes. Because of the notoriety and uh, because of the diffusion of uh, Paul Roger in, uh, in Sweden.
1: And the Sweden is the second largest market for Paul Roger?
2: Or- it's it's in the top. Uh, let's say that it's in the top uh, three uh, markets, yeah. um, because you have. I mean, although we export eighty-five percent of our production. Yes. Uh, with uh, the first market export market being uh, the UK. Yes. French market still represents fifteen percent of our sales, which is quite something
1: and how many percent uh, are, are you on that market because you're drinking some polo <laughs> as well uh, no but I uh, <laughs> that cannot count because, uh, <laughs> but you're trying to drink uh, every day
2: I, I try to, uh, to to do some quality control uh, I mean <laughs> you know when you have uh, you are hosting dinners or yeah. lunch or when you have visitors I am not going to drink water when no. Or anything uh, else, if uh, if we have people. I mean, uh, a bottle of champagne is something you like to share. Yes.
1: To so the Swedish listeners, um, they think uh, that Polo Gere is a really really big house, but the total production right right now is about one point six million bottles.
2: It's one one point six to one point seven. I mean, uh, we we are around one point seven million bottles, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, if you consider the total champagne production of uh, probably 310 million bottles, yes, it's like a little more than a half a percent of the total champagne production. Mm. So yes, we 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 do represent more than this half a percent yes. uh, in Sweden. Um, we have fantastic ambassadors in the restaurant uh, uh, industry in in nice uh, within the network of the sommelier uh, in in uh, in Sweden and uh, yeah there, there is a kind of um, feeling mm-hmm. of the Swedish uh, champagne consumer and the champagne uh, consumption in Sweden has been growing a lot in the last uh, 10 years yeah so uh, being already present in in Sweden uh, for Paul, Paul Roger has been uh, as well uh, growing together with, uh, with the consumption. I think uh, the strength of, uh, of Paul Roger is
1: that uh, you have been uh, having a really high quality for, for a long time and never uh, compromising with, with quality for hundreds of years. And yeah. uh, w- what's the key to to keep the quality high at all times, and don't be tempted to uh, release the champagnes early and uh, uh, increase the production and so on.
2: So, so uh, temptation for uh, us like Paul Roger uh, is to your right. Could be uh, to to release uh, the champagnes, the vintages earlier, uh, maybe to, to bottle more and more uh, of the prestige Vintage and Cuvee, uh, but if we do that, and if we forget the key, the DNA of, uh, of the house which is uh, non-vintage, yes. we have uh, uh, in the short term or mid-term uh, uh, some problems. The Champagne house is recognized thanks to the consistency of the style, of the house style, mm. and uh, the house style is... Um, is speculated uh, through the, the, the non-vintage, so the brute reserve, the white foil for uh, for Roger. In a good year, if we use all our um, Grand Cru and Premier Cru to make uh, cuvee saint Churchill or Blanc de Blanc or brute vintage, and uh, if we do not keep enough for our reserve or for our uh, brute reserve, we may unclose totally. Mm the style. Uh, We may uh, may forget about our uh, history. Uh, We may forget uh, about uh, the way we uh, and our predecessor have been uh, uh, deciding on what should be the blend of Paul Roger. So this is very important and to make sure that uh, when we have family shareholders who have uh, accepted the fact that uh, Paul Roger was not going, I mean we have been growing quite a lot in Sweden and one of the reasons we have been growing is that we Paul Roger is selling under allocation, all the production there are a few markets where you cannot dictate uh, allocation Mm. if you are listed it's uh, the country like uh, Sweden or Norway or Finland, or the province in Canada. If you are uh, listed at the monopoly, and if you cannot supply at some point, uh, you are not, you are not uh, keeping your distribution. Mm. So um, we have decided to to let uh, ourselves grow growing uh, in Sweden, because we had the demand, but we had the demand in other markets. Yes. We have been able to, to limit the growth of some other markets mm. to uh, to let the Swedish people enjoy more projet. So uh, and we're happy about that. Sh- do not tell the others. <laughs> <laughs> I have no. no, but I mean, they, they may. But it's always uh, interesting because uh, most of our, I mean, uh, majority of our is going to the consumer through the shelf of the, of the System Bologet. Yes. And uh, it is up to them to decide if uh, they want to buy or not Paul Yes. We, uh, we are pleased to see that uh, there, is a, there is a confidence, there is a loyalty, and uh, I think the best success you show when you have a champagne house, the best success uh, is to see that your, uh, your customers are loyal to the brand, and in Champagne, I mean, there are so many people who love uh, different styles of Champagne, who love the diversity of Champagne, but they, they still they still continue to, uh, to, to get back to, to, to Paul-Roger. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the long relationship we have with some, uh, some uh, great uh, places like Grand Hotel, like Storff and Rich. Uh, who are, uh, I mean uh, who have been? Uh, in fact, they they are selling Paul Roger like uh, like uh, their own uh, champagne. Yeah. And, and, and uh, because they, they believe in uh, they believe in what we do. Uh, they have been visiting us. They know uh, what, what is the, the approach or uh, the values. Mm. of Paul they can share it with the, cu- the customers and the customers like that. Yes. And maybe in a country like Sweden, uh, which is a human-sized yeah. country, yeah. Stockholm is a, a human-sized capital city. Yes. <coughs> uh, people, there is a world of uh, mouse as well. And And that's the most important. And that's the most important. And uh, when people, uh, I mean, you know, uh, when some people sometimes say, oh, that was the champagne of my family. Yes. Sometimes people say, yes, but you have to be more modern. You have to be the champagne of the next generation. But being uh, the champagne of the family, the first occasion you drink champagne, you remember it, yeah. and if you like it, I mean, if you like the style, you keep it for you for you and for your followers. Yes. So that's what we are working on uh, consistently, is to, to continue to talk about what we do, about our passion, about the way we produce champagne, about the way we don't want to make any compromise, and the way uh, we, we, uh, we, we understand the the elegance, and, and the finesse. Yes. And, and
1: to, to the Swedish listeners, to uh, understand how important market uh, the Systembolaget is, uh, it's true that uh, the Blonde blanc Vintage 06 was only released in Sweden.
2: Yes. For, 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 the, for the export. Yes, we, we had a very small uh, bottling of, uh, of the Blonde blanc 06 and uh, at some point, uh, we thought that uh, if we were releasing uh, the Blanc de Blanc to all the markets, yes. it would it would have last not enough time for the people to get to know the wine. Mm. Before so, the vintage exactly. changes. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, we kept some for, for us to drink <laughs> yeah. and to share at uh, Paul Roger and we decided to, to release the Blanc de Blanc uh, only for uh, the Swedish market so at least we could have a continuity for a, a longer period um, and as the Blanc de Blanc was uh, or is listed at uh, System bologate. It took less. Uh, it took a bit longer for the Swedish to have access to the 2008 blanc de blanc, yes. which came after. But we didn't replace. We didn't say 2006 for the Swedish consumer and 2008 for the others. No. We kept a bit longer the four for the others. We released the six for the Swedish market, and uh, and then we did release the eight. But now we are uh, on the O9, which has been uh, arriving this year yes. in Sweden. And uh, which is a great, uh, I mean, we, we have a few people who are addicted to the Blanc de Blanc. Yes. Paul Roger, which is nicknamed uh, at Paul Roger our uh, liquid diamond. Mm-hmm. We, we find it very easy to produce the Blanc de Blanc when we declare vintage. Yes. You know, we take the Crème de la Crème, we take the best out of, uh, out of, uh, from the Côte des Blancs, from Chouilly, Wari, Cramon, Mm -hmm. Avis, Auger, Le Ménil sur Auger. Great names. Yes. And uh, together, uh, these uh, fantastic origins are uh, Creating a, a beautiful uh, liquid diamond. Should we try it? Yes. Let's try the O9. Yeah. New vintage. I mean, uh, new vintage. 9 is uh, we are in 2000 at the end of 2017. Soon 2018. So we are talking about a wine which has been uh, seven years. I mean it has been bottled early, early uh, 2010, it has been uh, riddled uh, in the first part of 2017, and disgorged. and now uh, we can test the essence of 2009. And uh, all the bottles at Porloger are riddled by hand? I would say uh, it's not 100%, I mean, uh, most of the bottles are riddled by hand and uh, we, we have, uh, we have uh, four or even five uh, Riddler who are able, uh, and there are probably 15 or 16 uh, maximum uh, remaining full-time Riddler in Champagne, yeah. we have four or five, uh, if you include the, 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 the chef Riddler, yes. Yes. turning 50 to 60,000 bottles per day yeah. each which is t- totally crazy. Are
1: you looking for new, new Riddlers? We have, uh, Maybe the listeners can uh, apply have, for
2: a job. <laughs> you know, it's not an easy job uh, to, 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 uh, to do the... Thank you. So Blanc de Blanc, 2009. Can you say something about
1: uh, uh, 2009 as a year?
2: 2009, um, following the 2008. I mean, it's always challenging for the vintages coming after a vintage which is as famous yep. as 2008, as it was for the '04 coming after the 02 Yes. And we realize uh, afterwards that, uh, and we, can, we will talk about that later on maybe uh, we we'll talk about the Cuvée Sauvignon Churchill. Yes. But uh, offer has been a, very, a, a great vintage yes. champagne. Generous uh, in quantity, mm. in quality. Mm. 2009 is a kind of um, year where we had a very good concentration, a good solar year, mm. um, not as... A, sharp in acidity as the as 2008, mm-hmm. so maybe these wines are not going to have the long aging potential as the 08 or 02 could have. But uh, great uh, pleasure, I would say immediate pleasure yes. after a few months uh, post-disgorgement. <laughs> and, I totally uh, agree. It's, it's very nice to, to drink now.
1: So 2009, it's almost a little bit like Oh,
2: six as a year? Yes. yeah. I would say, uh, I mean, uh, and, and then after the, the first uh, year uh, post disgorgement, you are starting to have the revelation of this, uh, of the, I mean, with the maturation of the primary uh, citrus aromas maturing toward uh, toastiness, silkiness, um, butteriness. Yes. Uh, ...classic uh, evolution in the, in the Chardonnay grape. Mm. Um, it is always as it is coming from the this serious Grand Cru. Sometimes when you taste a still wine mm. from Auger or Le Menil or Cramont or Avis alone, yes. you may find some amazing, interesting characteristic but the magic of the blending in champagne mm. is that when you sum up all these qualities which which are individual qualities, you are putting together something which which is only existing thanks to the blending, mm. and that's the magic of champagne. Yes. I think uh, the Blonde the blanc, the blanc 09 is uh, very
1: pa- powerful. Could match with uh, easily with the uh, like a grilled fish, grilled, uh,
2: and even duck, things like that. Yes, and, and uh, yes, a good uh, rich fish, like uh, maybe a monkfish,
1: hmm?
2: or, um, or the Gravlax. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think maybe maybe you have to do an agreement with the uh, Polish and the Swedish government um, when you release... Maybe future Churchill uh, vintages. So you release it only in Sweden, and then the tourism to Sweden will be uh,
2: larger. But then we have you know, a, traveling to Sweden then, to buy a, the yes, But then we we may have a problem with some other markets, and we may have a problem with. the uh, member of the Churchill family if we are telling them that uh, if they want to, to drink the new vintage of the Churchill with, with some Churchill cuvee they yeah. have to come in Sweden yeah. I'm sure they would love to come in Sweden yeah. and uh, to come uh, in this uh, city where uh, their uh, grandfather or great grandfather uh, got uh, the Nobel Prize mm. uh, the, the a Literature uh, Nobel Prize um, a few years ago. Mm,
1: yeah. And uh, do you know which vintage uh, is going to be after
2: the 09 the for the Blonde de Blonde? Are you allowed to tell? Yes, of course. I mean, it uh, should be. Because yes. uh, you know, you never know before the vintage is riddled and discouraged and released. You never know that it's uh, actually going to be released. But after the 09, we have in the cellar 2012, okay. 2013, mm-hmm. 2015, mm-hmm. 2016, mm-hmm. and uh, I am almost certain that uh, we are not going to have a 2017. Okay, you ha- did you have a lot of uh, destroyed uh, vineyards? Yeah, it was a small harvest, uh, a small, harvest, uh, uh, small crop. There are some fantastic uh, Chardonnay, fantastic Chardonnay from uh, Côte des Blanc. But if we, uh, as I said before earlier, if we use uh, this top sourcing to okay. make a Blonde Blanc de Blanc, we may have uh, we may miss something in the brut reserve, or uh, we may we may need this uh, outstanding uh, chardonnay to put as reserve wine in our cellar yes. for uh, for helping us to to to, to have a great uh, brut reserve in the next few years. So uh, if you uh, if you put everything which is good in one bottle uh, or good or outstanding mm. and uh, you do not take care of the rest of your uh, mm. range you you are not having a, an immediate problem but uh, I can tell you that the consumer especially as a Swedish consumer who are following Paul Roger yes. uh, they are going to tell us oh listen uh, <laughs> you are a nice you are a nice person, but uh, you know, uh, I, I am uh, buying Paul Roger because I rely on the quality of, uh, of Paul Roger, mm-hmm. but if you start to to uh, put something else in the bottle, I'm mm-hmm. uh, going to talk to somebody else. Yes.
1: <laughs> but um, I had. Um, which year did you uh, start as a president of, of poloche
2: i uh, started in 2013 2013 so it's uh, going to be uh, 5 years 5 years one, one i had a tasting
1: 2 days ago when we tried all the prestige champagnes and one uh, participant there he said that when you started as a president of poloche you went to sweden and uh, to do uh, education at Grand Hotel with the staff yes uh, and not to do an education with the uh, with the Brut Ressart but uh, with the vintage champagnes and they started to sell a lot of vintage champagnes off of that
2: yes in fact uh, in fact it's I think it's even before I, I think it's back to 2007 mm-hmm. when uh, I was uh, I was I was Export or sales director for Paul Roger. Yes, and I came with uh, Patrice, who was at the time president of Paul Roger, mm-hmm. and uh, I came to see uh, to see uh, the people at Grand Hotel. See Maria, who was at the time the FNB manager, and uh, and and the team and the head sommelier, uh, to tell them. Um, it's nice that you, you, you sell a lot of uh, Brut Reserve, but you know we produce as well vintage champagne and Blanc de Blanc and Brut Vintage and Rosé Vintage and Churchill. And uh, it would be nice if you could as well uh, sell because, uh, I mean, we know that the Brut Reserve is, is, is a good quality, but mm. uh, it's, you know, if we do not sell what we produce, we are going to sell only Brut to you, and then uh, we, we need to find uh, other customers who are only buying uh, Vintage or Churchill. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the Grand Hotel started to do the afternoon tea with uh, Polonger Brut Vintage and monde mm-hmm. Blanc and, uh, and, and uh, up to the Churchill. Mm-hmm. And from one year to the other, uh, realizing that they could sell really uh, quite a lot of Vintage Champagne. Yeah. And realizing that uh, people who were used to Polonger, I mean, were confident in trying other, uh, other uh, bottles from Polonger, including Blanc de Blanc, Brut Vintage, Rosé Vintage. Yes. And even uh, Churchill with the premium. Yeah. But uh, they were already...
0: Uh a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Insiders uh, for uh, for within the Parloja world. Mm. So it has been a great experience, and the Grand Hotel uh, people realize that they could sell vintage. We realized that it was something possible. Mm. The people at World War who are representing Poloja in Sweden, uh, have been uh, proposing as well uh, our vintages uh, to some restaurants uh, to like buy the glass. And uh, you realize that some sometimes people uh, like to indulge uh, themselves. I mean, to something uh, which is. Not even uh, just a, a brute non vintage, but they like to experiment uh, different vintages and different style of champagne. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, in the last 10 years, the uh, consumption of champagne has been booming in, in Sweden, mm. thanks to, to all, I mean, to a lot of people like uh, you, like journalists, like uh, Ricard, Julien, uh, like. Uh, uh, Fantastic ambassadors talking about the diversity of champagne. Mm-hmm. Some people want to to inquire uh, to taste some grower champagne, some champagne made from one terroir, some champagne uh, with a low dosage, some champagne with more dosage. And the magic is: the more diversity you have, uh, the more uh, the more people are interested in. Uh, in it's uh, champagne so it's uh, this is great to see uh, our uh, diverse is uh, population in in one country yes and uh, talking about vintages we have to
1: i have to inform the swedish listeners that uh, the vintage 08 that is uh, on sustainable right now if they want to buy the vintage 08
2: they have to hurry up because it's gonna soon turn into well, you mean our, our 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 uh, assemblage uh, vintage. The yes. one with the black label. Yes, uh, is uh, the 2008 is is going uh, to come to an end? Yes, all around the world. I mean, uh, we, we we had such a success with the 08 to breed vintage. Yeah, uh, that uh, I mean, it has been. Uh, phew, yeah, it's a How fantastic say, wine to a, a fantastic price also in it, Sweden. It has been, yes. You know, as well, uh, I think it's interesting and in, important for uh, the Paul Roger customers to see that we are not just, like, I mean, moving the price a lot up because, we, because that could be the reaction. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, if a vintage like O eight 8 or O2 is selling, like, uh, hotcakes, yes. Uh, we could decide, uh, because that's uh, the choice uh, of uh, the producer, mm. to put the price up. But if you put the price too much up, uh, you may lose touch with your customers. Yes, And, and uh, people who, are, uh, who love their wines, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes uh, there are some amazing top domains from all around the world especially, I mean, maybe in Italy or in uh, Burgundy or in, uh, or even in Bordeaux um, or, in, or in the US, where the price of a bottle of wine is very, very expensive. Yes, And at some point, you have to know if you are uh, selling some things that, your customer are going to enjoy, or if you are selling a luxury item. Mm. Definitely, Paul Roger is not a luxury. It should not be a luxury. No. But it should not be a commodity. No. Yeah.
1: Should, should we try another champagne? Yes, we should. Yeah, We may. Yeah, we may.
2: And um, it was his birthday yesterday. So it's on Churchill's birthday. He was born uh, indeed uh, on uh, November 30th. Uh, uh, 1874 Yes So uh, and he was uh, he, he, he died in 1965 Yes mm-hmm. So the cuvee uh, I mean, Churchill was a very big fan of Paul Roger vintages and uh, he was a very good friend of the Paul Roger family When he died in 1965, we decided to put a black edge, a black border, on the edge of the Brut Vintage, shipped to the UK for quite a few years. How many years did you have the? the... Quite a few years until we did release a cuvee named after him, and the cuvee we did release, which was named after him, was with the Vintage 75, which has been released in 1984. In June 1984, 40 years after D-Day, at uh, Blenheim Palace which uh, was uh, the palace of the Duke of Marlborough mm. where from the Churchill family where he was born so 2004 it's very very nice no it's the face is it's getting, it's a I good time for uh, for, for uh, the 2004, for the church in 2004. And as I said, so this is the 15th vintage of the QV. Yes. 75, the first one. 79, 82, 85, 86, 88, 90, 93, 95, 96, 98, 99, 2000. 2002, 2004, Yes. and we are soon, again, this is the end of the 2004, Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's still available uh, until the end of this year, but uh, in the spring of next year will be released in 2006, Mm -hmm. new vintage of the cuvee. The idea with this cuvee uh, has always been to reproduce a style of champagne, which would have been, which would have pleased Sir so Winston Churchill if he, if he was still alive. Yeah. The idea was to use uh, the style of the top vintages he did like, like 28, 34, 37, 47, to reproduce with a blend which is predominantly Pinot Noir with some Chardonnay, only Grand Cru, uh, and to to do something and to imagine that Sir Wilson Churchill is tasting the wine and he say, yeah, this is good. Mm. He was not, I mean, he was not like looking for some specific vintages, but he was, he was um, using the, the borrowing some words from uh, Oscar Wilde saying, um, my tastes are very simple. I am easily satisfied with the best. Yeah. and he was always picking up the best vintages and he, when he was finding a top vintage he was sticking to it Yes. and when he did uh, after the war he wanted to have 45 vintage he couldn't get any and Paul Roger said it's uh, 47 uh, we can supply to you and mm. when he did test the 47 in uh, at the end of the 50s yeah, he said this is I like it. Yeah. This is something I want to drink until the end of my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I think the last vintage he was enjoying. I'm not telling you that uh, the vintage has been uh, has been the reason of uh, his death, but no. uh, he has been drinking the vintage 47 until uh, until uh, the early 60s. Yeah. Yeah. I think this um, this champagne
1: is. Uh, lovely and uh, I have had uh, three tastings with uh, twelve different prestige champagnes where we compare them to each other and uh, we had uh, like with uh, several yeah. tasters uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yes and uh, everybody has to uh, grade uh, the champagne so it's been uh, like Comte de Champagne Amore de Dutz Krug uh, and so on and and uh, Churchill was uh, number one in two tastings, and then number three in, in the third one. So it's, it's very good. So when when was the last oh. tasting? It was yesterday. Yesterday? Yes, yesterday. And, and yesterday, I think Krug, um, Grand was first, and I think Paul uh, was second. Mm-hmm. So in an honorable position. Yes. And, and we were, because it was his uh, birthday, we were standing up uh, and uh, toasted to him. Toasting to, to serve with social Yes, change. we had to. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, I have some uh, questions from uh, listeners. Mm-hmm. And um, the first question I know it's going to be hard for you to answer. It's a, it's a classical question. Which champagne do you prefer if you're not allowed to drink share?
2: I don't know when I am not allowed to drink Paul Roger, but it's true that, uh, you know, we are very ecumenic in Champagne and we are very diplomatic as well. Uh, We are very much open-minded and uh, when you live in Champagne, when you are going for a drink at a friend's uh, place or home, uh, it's not always Paul Roger. but I think we are really open minded, and uh, the great thing about Champagne is that uh, there is a name Champagne, mm. and all the producers and the negotiants, and uh, I mean uh, all the, the people who are selling Champagne, are having this, uh, this strength to, to, to say, I am selling Champagne. Mm. And, and it's uh, to unify a region, it's mm. great. Yes. Uh, of course, there are different style of champagne. I want. I mean, I could give some uh, some uh, some some champagne. Uh, but there are a lot of champagne I love, and there are a lot of there are different styles. Mm. They are not. I think my style of champagne is Paul Roger. Yes. And being uh, being part of uh, of Paul Roger, uh, I think I have a bit of Paul Roger. Uh, flooding in my veins Mm. and uh, being a member of the of the group who is deciding on the the final blend i think i am not uh very um objective Mm. so uh but there uh i mean i think the champagne uh, the glass of champagne uh, I, i am enjoying with friends is always a nice glass of champagne yeah and uh, th- this is the magic of the, of the you know, the fine bubbles, and uh, there, is, there are two key competitive advantages we have in Champagne, mm. which are very difficult to imitate for some other uh, regions producing uh, traditional method. Mm. We have a bad soil, yes. and we have a bad weather, mm-hmm. and this is very difficult to imitate. Mm. So to get, you know, this uh, bad, I say bad soil, but... Uh, chalky soils uh, forcing the the roots to go very much down to source the energy Uh, cold humid weather not always maturing the grapes Mm -hmm. too much. We don't want to have too much sun in Champagne. I mean that's the the worry we have with uh, 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 future uh, warming. We don't want to have too much degree, natural degree in the in the grapes. Yeah, yeah. We, we like uh, to have some uh, to keep the acidity. The acidity is the backbone of uh, of uh, for a champagne for the aging of a champagne. Mm.
1: One listener he wonders, uh, he would like to hear your opinion about uh, the Polochet thousand eight, and he said that uh, he thinks it's really really uh, beautiful and uh, that is uh, the price is very very low on that one and he also wonders uh, when the churchill
2: 08 will be released two uh, two good questions uh, the rosé uh, the paul roger rosé it's very difficult to pronounce so you can call it the paul rosé <laughs> paul, yeah. paul rosé paul roger 08 is indeed uh, a fantastic uh, wine. I mean, you know, it's, it's made with the base of our Brut Vintage 08. Prior to the bottling, we save a part of the blending, which is 60 Pinot 40 Chardonnay, predominantly Grand Cru and Premier Cru, with a lot of Grand Cru and uh, as well Premier Cru. Mm-hmm. Uh, we save a part of that to which we add 10-15% uh, of red wine from Bouzy, Ambonnet, Cumières. So it's a blended rosé with a beautiful, uh, quite uh, dark color for, for a rosé. Mm-hmm. The base being 2008, it means that the wine is maturing uh, amazingly. And uh, yes, uh, hopefully uh, it's going to be a little more uh, available in, in, uh, in Sweden yeah. uh, in the next uh, few months. And uh, we will probably have 08 uh, for another uh, until the spring of uh, next year okay. before having the 09 being released. Okay. And the second question was... If you know
1: when the, the Winston Churchill 08 is going to be released, is the 08 going to be after the 06? Yes. Oh, So you won't release the 07? No.
2: And the, you won't release 9? After. 9 is going to be after 08. Yes, I know some, uh, some houses have been releasing yeah. 09 before 08. Um but you know, uh, it has never been uh, so far. Maybe one day we, we, we may do that. But we we like to release uh, the vintages yes. um, uh, on a chronology. And you you keep the vintage uh, for a long time on the lease, also, so it's not such a big problem. You know, on the broad vintage, I mean. And if we had done, if we had uh, chosen to do it for the Churchill, we should have maybe done it for the... Brut Vintage yes. and for the Blanc de Blanc and for the Rosé. Mm. And then if we start to release uh, Vintage's uh, not in the same uh, not in the same uh, seconds uh, we, we may have a bit of confusion in the market. So 2006 is going to be released uh, uh, now and for uh, probably uh, until end of next year. Mm. And 2008 uh, should be released at the beginning of 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is uh, so if, uh, if uh, your listener can wait a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and they yeah. can save some money and enjoy the 04 and the O Exactly, O4 and the 06. Yeah. We may have as well, uh, next year, we may release a little more of the Churchill 02. Really? Yes. We, we kept a bit uh, for us to drink, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe uh, it's not nice to keep everything for us to drink, so uh, we, we may re- do a limited release of uh, O2 uh, in the course of next year, mm-hmm. so people can wait. They have something to wait until they wait. One more question. Uh,
1: what kind of changes do, uh, to marketing do Poloje see in the
2: future? No, if you come at Paul Roger and, and you, you, you do a tasting in the tasting room, you can see the packaging and the labeling with the white label uh, since the end of the 19th century. And you can see that Paul Roger is not really... Uh, I mean, we are very loyal to our uh, DNA. Mm-hmm. And, and we have not been changing too much. In terms of packaging, we may have uh, some uh, gift box with uh, a few drawings uh, on the broad reserve, but uh, we do not change too much. Mm-hmm. And our uh, the Polarogie customers, they like to, to, to find their champagne on the shelf. Um, we don't feel that we have to change, really. I mean, what we would change is maybe to have... A, to have a better quality uh, for our label, if we could have adhesive label rather than uh, labels uh, with uh, with glue, mm-hmm. that could be a good uh, thing, because... Uh, oh, when it, you, is it when you put in, in them in the
1: water, in the ice packets the yeah, label? Uh, yes, a little and bit...
2: sometimes, I mean, the black label of the vintage, or or, or the, the, this label for the blanc de blanc may get some scratch, and if yes. you look at the Churchill label, which is uh, adhesive, yes. it's uh, it's uh, having a better uh, mm. standing. Yes. So that's the kind of um, of uh, change we, we may have, but we are not uh, judged on uh, on the on the quality of our. Uh, Packaging, we are not judged on the quality of our uh, communication. I think the best communication and the best marketing we have is to put as much quality in the bottle as we can. Yeah, that's true. And there's
1: no uh, new QVs coming out in the future. Like, um, you're not gonna
2: do a blanc noir or a. No, we, we have, uh, we, and we are not going to release a Churchill Rosé, <laughs> No, because Sir Winston Churchill was not drinking rosé, so uh, <laughs> and he may come out from his grave if he was seeing Paul Roger <laughs> producing a, a rosé uh, with his name. Yep. <laughs> uh, we may uh, release uh, some older vintages that we have been keeping in the cellar to, 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 to bring something even more mature. Mm. The Grove, uh, uh, nineteen twenty-eight. Uh, no, that's. Uh, <laughs> I, I I know. Uh, I know. Uh, some people had uh, amazing uh, experience in tasting this uh, Grove twenty-eight. Even uh, some. Uh, Person told me that they cried with the uh, growth 28. Yeah, I think uh, Richard. <laughs> I think, I mean, think he, was he did. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 I cry as well because I have not been testing the growth 28 <laughs> myself. And if we have uh, still some 28 remaining in the cellar of Pologet, I think we keep it for the chairman of our supervisory board, uh, mm. Christian de Billy, who was born in twenty eight. Oh. So uh, if we have to, to open a bottle, uh, that should be with him. Yeah, I think so too. But uh, so we, we may have a few uh, remaining, but uh, we, we are keeping them as uh, ke- keeping them as uh, uh, ch- cherished uh, treasures. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think that's, that's great. And before we uh, end the interview, um, should we have some nice uh, Churchill
2: quote? There is there are many Churchill quotes. I mean, there are quotes that he, I mean, Churchill has been uh, borrowing as well some words. I, I was talking about the one from Oscar Wilde. Yes. Or the one from Napoleon, uh, saying that uh, in in. Uh, in defeat, uh, you need champagne, in victory, you deserve it. So that was mm-hmm. Napoleon, but sometimes people give it to Churchill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I love is about food and wine. And that's the one, uh, the young Churchill coming out from a dinner at the Ducal Palace was asked by a friend, how was the dinner? And he said the dinner would have been splendid if the wine was as cold as a soup, Uh, if the meat was as rare as a service, if the brandy was as old as a fish, and if the maid was as willing as a Duchess. So it was eight times wrong. (laughs) So I I love this because it's really about food and wine, which is really the the, the immediate uh, environment Mm -hmm. of Mm Roger. So I like to say that uh, quote before dinner, wishing our guest uh, a splendid dinner not that splendid but a real splendid one <laughs> thank you very much and uh,
1: I wish you a really nice Christmas thank and, you very uh, much I hope that uh, uh, I can come to uh, to Epene next year
2: in the beginning of next year to to see if we have something special to taste or yeah, yeah why not some yeah. new vintage uh, yeah or just two, two, uh, two just to t- to have a nice time and to feel uh, to feel the atmosphere at Paul Roger. Yes, we we are very pleased. I mean, uh, and, and we have to 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 remind uh, our uh, your listeners that uh, we, we we like to we are very pleased to get the visitors at Paul Roger, but uh, they have to to let us know in advance that they are coming because we are not open for public visits. And uh, if they if they are interested to see Paul Roger, uh, they they should check with our reporter in Sweden if we have the possibility to, to, uh, to welcome them yeah. but if we can do it we do it with great pleasure yeah. um, uh, Before uh, I went there I, I said to my girlfriend that
1: I'm going to have uh, the interview with you and uh, when we were in Champagne last time, she said "Why well, haven't we been to Polar and I said well I, uh, I was there last time but, and then she said but I haven't been there <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go so maybe that will be for for the spring.
2: Skol. Thank you, Skoll, to you. Uh, Merry Christmas to uh, to everybody in Sweden. Uh, and uh, I, I know there are a, a lot of people are going to have the Christmas table in the next few weeks. Uh, and the winter is coming. Uh, I didn't see the snow yet, but uh, hope uh, we will have uh, a nice and cold winter so we can enjoy. Uh, A beautiful spring after one.
1: Sådär. Nu är intervjun klar med Laurent Döckort. Och han är ju verkligen en fantastisk person. Jag vet inte hur jag lyckades säga att han är vice-vd på Poloche. För han är ju faktiskt vd. Men jag antar att att jag kanske var lite nervös. Och hade inte fått i mig tillräckligt mycket champagne. Samt att det var ju väldigt tidigt på morgonen också. Jätteroligt att få träffa honom. Och... Även roligt att få dricka lite härlig champagne. I podden då så provade vi ju deras champagne Winston Churchill årgång 2004. 2004 tycker jag är en fantastisk årgång. Den är fruktansvärt bra just nu. Den kostar 1399 kronor. Har nummer 7548 på bolaget. Och de kommer faktiskt att byta den här årgången runt årsskiftet. Så att de kör igång årgång... 2006 efter årsskiftet Så att eh, jag rekommenderar verkligen er Att eh, köpa på er den här innan de byter Vi provade även Polocher Blonde Blas Alltså en 100% Chevron Från 2009 Som är väldigt trevlig, mogen nu Och eh, ja, väldigt trevlig att dricka just nu eh, Kostar 649 kronor På systembolaget Har nummer 88 285 Jag hoppas att jag får chansen att komma ner och besöka Polocher under våren. Jag vill jättegärna ta med min flickvän Jessica. Innan jag skulle göra intervjun så frågade jag Jessica ifall hon hade någon fråga till Laurent Och då så sa hon att eh, fråga ifall vi kan komma ner och eh, besöka Polocher. Och eh, det ska vi absolut göra. Jag hoppas att vi får dricka någonting roligt också när, eh, när vi kommer ner. Jag har faktiskt precis haft... Min sista provning för året tror jag. Jag är inte riktigt säker. Det kan ju bli så att det blir någon provning i mellandagarna. Men jag har ju haft fem stycken drömprovningar där vi har provat tolv stycken prestigechampanjer. Och jag ska säga att det har varit väldigt, väldigt roliga provningar uppskattat bland deltagarna. Det här är väl den podden som jag spelar in där jag har druckit mest champagne innan inspelningen. Så att jag har provat eh, 12 stycken prestigechampanjer. Innan vi startade igång provningen idag så drack vi en Tatanje Brut Reserv för att värma upp lite granna. Och eftersom att det var den sista provningen för året så hade jag med mig två stycken bonusflaskor. Så att jag hade med mig en Palmera Amazon och även en rödre, alltså en vanlig brutpremiärrödre från 90-talet. Som var väldigt uppskattade. Jag kan väl bara gå igenom lite granna. Vilka champagne som vi provade idag. Vi började med Comte Champagne 2006, vi gick vidare med Cuvée 02, vi provade Bellepoche 2008. Vi provade Röderer Kristall 09, Chaxeloss Initial, vi hade Charles Sack bland de 95, Dompa 09, La Grande Dame 06, Winston Churchill 04, Gossé Celebris 04. Eggly 05 och eh, Kryg Grön Cuvée. Det jag kan säga om de här provningarna jag har haft fem stycken. Det är att det är fruktansvärt roligt att, att eh, prova så här många mot varandra. Men att det är ju en ganska stor flaskvariation emellan flaskorna. Jag har köpt eh, flaskorna i princip vid samma tillfälle på Systembolaget. Eh, men det är... Ändå relativt stor flaskvariation. Nu när jag har provat de här flera dagar i rad så, så känner man det. Och den egentligen som har presterat bäst genom de här provningarna och överlägset bäst ska jag säga är Winston Churchill 04. Som jag tycker är helt underbar just nu och det har även deltagarna tyckt. Extra roligt ska jag säga var när vi hade drömprovningen den 30 november som var då... Churchills födelsedag Och han skulle då fylla 134 år mm, Så att då stod vi upp och skålade för, för Churchill I övrigt så skulle jag vilja säga Att jag kör ju en julkalender Just nu så att gå in på Min, gå in och följ min Instagram så kommer ni se min julkalender Där jag recenserar en champagne Varje dag och jag lägger även upp En video varje dag På min Youtube-kanal. Om ni söker upp på Champagne Sweden så hittar ni min Youtube-kanal. Om ni vill ha lite granna tips inför nyår. Så skulle jag säga att eh, skicka ett mejl till mig. martin@champagnesweden.se. Så eh, kommer ni få vara med i mitt nyhetsbrev. Och eh, jag kommer att skicka ut ett nyhetsbrev en vecka innan eh, nyårsafton. Där jag rekommenderar lite champagne som ni kan få tag på i det ordinarie sortimentet. Men överlag ska jag säga inför nyår. På tolvslaget köper ni champagneer som är i den lägre prisklassen. Det ska vara stora flaskor, gärna magnumbetaljer och det ska bara bubbla och vara gott. Tidigare på dagen får ni gärna dricka lite finare flaskor. Men som sagt, tolvslaget, då ska ni spara era finare flaskor så att det är bättre att ni tar dem vid ett annat tillfälle. Om det är så att det här blir den sista podden innan jul och nyår så vill jag önska er alla en god jul och ett gott nytt år. Och så fortsätter ni med det som vi alltid gör och det är att vi dricker champagne alla dagar som slutar på det.